Well, I mean, I guess I a hard assume, drive is a really big flash drive. Depending on the hard drive, um, yeah. there's there's solid state drives, which sure. are which are just giant flash drives. Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to Nerd Critic, a deep dive into big movies from the dual perspective of critical nerdiness. My name is Jordan, and I am CJ. I am here with our studied and credentialed critic. And CJ is our resident nerd, wearing. A DC Universe hoodie. And, and Green Lantern shirt. Green There's Lantern one over shirt. it. There's a shirt over There's it. There's a shirt over it. He's wearing a lot of layers. I am. Um, all I see is a, 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 a green shirt, which I can accept as a Green Lantern shirt. It is. It would be disconcerting to me if your shirt was some other color. And I said it was a Green Lantern yeah, shirt. Yeah, I would like, have to prove well, it. Well, you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> there are lanterns of nearly every shade. Yes. So. That, well, that's true. So but, I could, because it could be red, but and I are could there say it's a red lantern shirt. Are there superheroes called Yellow Lantern and Pink Lantern <laughs> and Magenta Lantern? Uh, you don't want to get into that conversation because the answer is yes, oh, but nobody knows I it. have all the regret. <laughs> I have only regret. That was the wrong question to ask. Okay. Well, uh, before we get to our awesome episode today, we have a couple of items of urgent business. Um, we, we will be brief. First, it's all you, CJ. Yes! This is, this, is, this is fun. I like this one. I saw this bullet point and I got really excited about it. <laughs> uh, first, we have a new show. What? Yes. A new show that's uh, not Nerd Critic? A new show. This so, is a this is another Real Contender production yes. is what you're talking about here. Yes, I am. So Real Contender, uh, we always have stuff cooking, and we have something that is about to come out of the oven, if you will. Oh, boy. Uh, it's called Trope Hunters. So there is a, a member of our team that is currently getting her PhD in microbiology. She also loves entertainment. So she took the first season of Stranger Things and uh, kind of broke down, like, and explains through, like, microbiology what the upside down is and, like, the vines and the creatures and, like, what they are and what they could be. CJ, that is a show I will be listening to. Yeah, and it's really (laughs) cool. So, anyway, and it's... And it's like, a, when I say a show, I mean, it's like 25 minutes long. She went to town, like, breaking this down. Oh, my so, gosh. I'm so excited. Uh, if, if you're listening. How many episodes? Um, so, it's, so, we're, so Trope Hunters will be multiple, uh, multiple episodes, but it will be a kind of a long time in between them. Okay. Uh, so this one is just is, is the season one uh, kind of dissection of... Uh, Stranger Things, uh, next one, they have like a ton of ideas that they've, they've shared and they're working on videos constantly. Um, but one of them has a full-time job and the other one's going after her PhD that it's basically a full-time job. So, uh, (laughs) they take, uh, they take a lot of time, but this one is, is 25 minutes. It's a lot of content. It's a lot of really cool stuff. And if you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, it got released today. So if you go to YouTube, uh, Real Contenders page on YouTube, you will see Trope Hunters on there. Also, just go to like the Facebook. It's all over the place. Trope we'll, Hunters. We'll share It'll it. It'll be in the show notes. Yes, and we will share it. Uh, and I will our... use the link in the show notes to listen to it. I personally will. Yes. Um, great. And I'm excited <laughs> about it. Okay. That's, that's, ex- that's, that's super all. exciting. Well, well done. Well done, team. Woo. I love that. Go, team, go. <laughs> okay. Number two item is that we screwed up. <laughs> 
uh, last we're going, week. We're going from a real big high to a real big low. A real big low. Real, <laughs> real, real low. Last week, the Men in Black International episode didn't land on Himalaya on Friday, as promised. Um, so if you tried to go find it on Himalaya because we're like, go listen to stuff on Himalaya, it's super cool, you love the app, and you tried to do that on the episode that our, or on the day that our episode was supposed to be released, you couldn't find it. Nope. And I am very sorry about that. We are very sorry about that. Um, we also sent out the wrong link in our fancy episode. We sent the link to the, just the Himalaya homepage. We actually have a nerd critic page on Himalaya, but it, uh, I, and that was 100% my bad. I forgot or neglected or failed or whatever to append nerd critic to the end of that hyperlink. <laughs> so if you clicked I, on it, you just went to Himalaya and you, you would have been like, what? So what? <laughs> So I'm sure the show? everybody forgives you. I certainly don't. I hope so. But hope they so. probably do. Um, if you missed last week's big announcement, um, you can read all about the super amazing new things that we're going to be doing on the Nerd Critic blog. Uh, so you can go do that now. now. CJ is looking at me like... Like, what are you talking about? Well, 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 it's the first <laughs> time we've said blog. It's true. It's it's the, we it's said true. newsletter in there the is, past. There is yes. So we'll say newsletter. It is. It is. It was in a newsletter, but it it's going to live on a blog. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Got it. So there will be a post that reflects some of the very important things in the newsletter. See, here's the thing. Once again, same philosophy that's driving our newsletter. We want you to be able to find the things you're looking for. Yes. And if there's ever a point at which you're like, oh, shoot, where's that thing that I'm looking for and you can't find it, we failed. We did. <laughs> so, that's, so that's the whole point. That's what, we're trying, to, that's what yeah. we're trying to do. It's very. It turns out it's very, very hard. But we're, but we're doing our best and we're super uh, enthusiastic that we're going to be successful. And let's, let's be honest. We're trying to sh- also show them things that they didn't know they would want to look for. I'm lost. <laughs> We're trying to show them that there's also there's not only what they are looking for and what they want to listen to, but if they just explore a little, They'll there's more even stuff. more. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we this is our seventieth episode. That's true. That there, is, it's our, this there, is number seventy. There are hours, so many hours of content, and, and a really unconscionable number of hours. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I can think of really only one of those being bad. <laughs> All right, so and it was our birthday. It's most our birthversary. <laughs> it's um, exactly what I. <laughs> uh, there's actually two more things. Um, one thing is that uh, I'm trying to decide which thing to do first. Okay, first of all, just so you know, and this actually I probably should have said this at the very top of the episode. Um, this is the coolest thing. This is the coolest of the announcements that we have right now. We're going to be trying something new on our show. Yes, and this new thing is 15 minutes of no spoilers. Yeah. So at least 15 minutes into the episode, there will not be any spoilers. And then we will warn you before there are any spoilers. This is something that we have neglected to do in the past, I think partly because we we were afraid in the process of nerding out uh, in our nerd out portion, we would let slip something. And so we wanted to protect you. But we feel confident enough in our abilities as commenters and nerd nerd outers to not spoil anything for you for the first 15 minutes of the episode. So if you would like to get like first impressions of the movie and kind of like just get a sense for whether or not you want to go see it, you can listen to the episode until we warn you that there are are going yeah. to be spoilers and then decide from that point whether you want to keep listening or whether you'd like to come back later. Yeah. 
I think I think it's a great idea. I think that it's uh, it, we're had, certainly not the first to do this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I mean it was an absolute epiphany for me when you said we should do it. <laughs> There's plenty of other movie podcasts that uh, and blogs even <laughs> and whatever that have like, spoiler-free sections yeah, yeah. and then spoiler-full sections. Yeah, we just want to make sure that that, that uh, we can be a source of like, okay, you can trust our opinion to know if this is a movie you should go see if you want to invest the time. Sure. And if you don't, then there's spoilers immediately thereafter. Yes. And you can feel like you did see it. Yes, absolutely. And and I think really it really does come to, down to our own confidence. This isn't us thinking like, oh, we're – we thought it was wrong in the past. And now we think it's right. It's it's we were we wanted to make sure we never spoiled anything for anybody. So we said, you know what? Let's just blanket yeah. blanket statement everything everything we're gonna we're gonna be spoiling everything. Yes. Um. And now we feel like you know we're we can we can handle it. We've done enough episodes. We can handle not spoiling it for you, which uh, maybe we should have been doing all along. But hey, you know what? I believe that we haven't spoiled anything for anyone. I believe that. I, I hope believe, so. I believe that because we've been so and, I mean, thorough if we, in if our we, warnings. If we did, it's their own fault. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's what I like. Yes. Blame the listener. Okay. The last thing, the last thing is um, actually another mistake. <laughs> but this one is related to Toy Story. So today we are talking about Toy Story 4, as you probably uh, oh, figured yeah. out. I, rem- I remember the mistake. Yes. So, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this thing. Uh, actually, should should we read the whole thing? Do you have it? Uh, yeah, I can pull it up. Okay. Um, so, well, I, I, I don't want to get lost in it. But basically, um, I was wrong about... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. You should... If you, if you are not subscribed to the newsletter yet, you should. Because what we're going to do is we're going to include... Uh, one of our listeners shared something with us that was amazing. <laughs> in calling out a mistake that we'd made. And... I'm I'm gonna copy and paste that whole message into the newsletter. Okay. We're not gonna read it right now. Um, so if you want to read it, uh, it's, it was a private message sent to us, and we're gonna put it in the newsletter because it, he's totally MVP. So um, subscribe to our newsletter if you haven't. You can do it anywhere, and that's it. That's all. That's all the announcements. That's it. That's all. Okay. Oh, but the the mistake was I will let you know what the mistake was. Sure. Um, we I had said incorrectly that. Joel Cohen of the Cohen brothers helped write Toy Story. And that is not true. That is not it was true. a different Joel Cohen. Um, and <laughs> there's actually quite the amusing story quite with the that. the amusing story. And I will, I will say no more. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So there's that. All right. Let's actually talk about the movie that we're here to talk about. CJ. Okay. We're talking about Toy Story 4 today. Uh, it is uh, last uh, or a couple days ago, I guess, at this point. We talked about Toy Story. Uh, one mostly, and then two and three. This is the fourth installment of the franchise, and officially on Rotten Tomato, I believe it is the best film re- reviewed, best reviewed film franchise of all time. Yes, it yeah. is. Um, there's been a couple of articles that have come out and said it's official. Toy Story is Hollywood's greatest franchise, and yeah. I think it'd be hard. It'd be hard to argue, frankly. Yeah, it'd be hard to argue. Um, I agree. Toy Story came out in 1995. Toy Story 2 came out in 1999, which is kind of a reasonable length of time between sequels. And then Toy Story 3 came out in 2010. <laughs> so one 11-year-old later. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, it's 2019. So I'm realizing 
that if we get a Toy Story 5, it'll probably be by the time that human beings have landed on Mars. <laughs> I'm not it'll even a, joking. It'll be a very different movie at that point. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we have – what's amazing about that is that, like, there's – there's not from the first movie to the fourth movie. There's there's definitely some like discrepancy in the animation quality. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, but it, but there's not there's not what is it? I, I can't do math. Twenty four years. Twenty four years. There's not twenty four year different visually. Twenty four years of difference. That's amazing. It is astonishing. It's amazing. It's astonishing. Um, and I think that says probably more about Toy Story 1 than it does to Toy Story 4. Toy Story 1 is but, amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> and uh, and and uh, I was going to say spoiler alert. This is not a spoiler. You know now, Toy Story 4 is also amazing. It is also it's amazing. It's also amazing. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah. Go see it. I won't say stop listening right now because we're going to talk about some things that will not spoil the movie for you. Um, that you may be interested in hearing about. We will warn you before we spoil it for you. But right off the bat, yeah. go buy a ticket. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's one of those it's one of those movies that uh, a successful animated movie will do this, but it's one of those movies that it's not only good for every age, does not matter how old you are, this movie is going to be fun for you. Yep. It's also like there is a surprisingly applicable, like moral story to take away from it, no matter what age you are. Yep. Uh, and it is, it, I was just delighted walking out of the theater. We saw it together and walking out of the theater, we were just, we were giddy. It was just, <laughs> so, we were so, it wasn't that it was a surprise. It's just that it was so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. And tenderized. Yes. I was, ten- I was tenderized. <laughs> you, you said that. You were emotionally <laughs> tenderized. Yes, I was. <laughs> um, I want to I start by saying that uh, the, the biggest fear, this, is, this has to be probably one of the highlights of 2019, like, so far. And, and one of the high points in all of my movie-watching history. I feel like it, it's almost like Toy Story 2 happened again. Because Toy Story was so amazing. And when we found out there was going to be a sequel, we were like, oh boy, right? <sighs> a Disney sequel. What are yeah. we going to do? Yeah. It's going to ruin the thing we loved. And, um, and, and then there was, and then Toy Story 2 was amazing. And then Toy Story 3, we were like, yeah, it's probably going to be amazing because the second one was so amazing. And then Toy Story 3 was amazing. And we were like, oh my gosh, what a perfect trilogy. And now it's, Nine years later, yeah. and we're and Disney's like, oh, guess what? There's going to be another Toy Story, Toy Story Four, and we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. We were pretty sure yeah. that you finished that story. You left us feeling very confident that the story was over, and so there was a lot of anxiety for me about whether or not Toy Story, Toy Story, or man, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I mean, if you take. <clears throat> Both that's, of us. That's embarrassing. We're bad at this job. <laughs> I was going to say, if you say Toy Story 4 five times fast, you're going to get jumbled. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> anyway, all of this to say, is to say that Toy Story 4 <laughs> feels like... The the um, almost on par with the level of surprise and delight of Toy Story two, in that I did not necessarily expect Toy Story four to be a film that felt as substantial and beautiful and necessary 
as it was. Yeah. And so this movie comes along and just restores my faith in storytelling to some degree, mm. right? And in the idea of sequels and in the idea of adding on to a franchise in a meaningful way without just being like, oh, we'll probably make a ton of money on our best franchise. Yeah. Um, this is a beautiful, beautiful story. And it actually weirdly feels like the true conclusion to this Toy Story trilogy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, and it's, but, it, but it's also different because if you watch the trilogy, they can exist as an independent whole. And then this movie comes along and does some really fresh and, and important and amazing things. And it does feel necessary. But also, it's a different kind of story. It's a different story. Yeah. It's doing different things. And it's and those things do kind of exist apart from the trilogy, you know, which yeah. is really fascinating. Anyway. Yeah, I, uh, I want to talk about some of the things. This is nothing spoilers, but some of the things that I loved uh, about the movie. Uh, first of all, um, the villain of this movie, I won't give anything away, but the villain of this movie, uh, is, it turns out to be very sympathetic, which the Toy Story movies have always done really well. Um, from the, the second one, it was, is it Stinky Pete? (laughs) I think it's Stinky Pete. I think so. Um, and then he smells like strawberries. What's the bear's name? In the third one. Oh, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have had this. I can't. I can't remember his name. But like the the. I mean, those two two villains have uh, very sympathetic and understandable kind of motives for doing what they're doing. And this one, this, and then Toy Story Four does not break the mold at all. It's incredibly satisfying. You're happy about the ending, uh, and it's just I I was I was really impressed with it. Also, super creepy. <laughs> like takes this fear that we all 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 of all of us have there I, there's no way there's a human on this planet who is not afraid of these ventriloquist dummies <laughs> and the moment they show up on screen you like they acknowledge hey he's super creepy because he is super creepy uh and they did really good at like in like the way they move it's just all it was it was done really well i um Another point to your uh, to to the sympathetic villain, I would say that this movie has, I think, the one of the best villains I've ever seen. Full stop. Mm. Um, in both Toy Stories two and three, and one in the character of Sid, um, oh. have an an ultimate villain who remains villainous. Yeah. Yes, sympathetic, but also villainous. And um, I really crossing edging into spoiler territory, but I will just say. There is something far more complex going on here. Yeah. And it is super impressive and incredibly effective, like emotionally. Yeah. Um, And so when I say one of the best villains, I'm not talking about one of the best villains in animated movies, one of the best villains in the Toy Story franchise. I mean, one of the best villains. Full stop. Yeah. Um, And I am just really, really, really impressed. Cool. Uh, I want to move on to Forky. Okay. So Tony Hale. Without spoiling anything? Without spoiling anything. Okay. Tony Hale, who does <laughs> yes. the voice of Forky. Yes. Perfectly, by yes. the way. Perfectly. Um, uh, I, I've, I, he was quoted saying that I hope, the, I hope that Forky isn't the Jar Jar Binks of the Toy Story franchise. <laughs> uh, which I think is great because he absolutely could oh, have been. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but, I, but he wasn't. He no. did not go that way. He was... He in in a really odd, interesting way. He was kind of our vehicle to 
more of the the world of, of uh, toys that are alive. Uh, we've lived in this world for, you know, at least like six hours now uh, with, with the three previous movies, but there's CJ, more to learn. 24 years is how long <laughs> we've lived in these movies. <laughs> That's true. Um, but there's more worlds to explore. Oh, I got that got sentence another, out. Yeah, I'm, was, I'm very impressed. I was surprised. You are clearly the master. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, uh, there's Now I'm going to try and say it again to lead into my next thought. There's more world to explore, and Forky is the vehicle to kind of show us the parts of this world that we haven't seen yet. Uh, and he he rode a dangerous line for me of being annoying. He was really, really funny when he first shows up. And then he kind of flirted with annoying for a second for me. And then he becomes endearing. And yeah. uh, that's a really dangerous and difficult line to walk. Mm-hmm. And I think that they did it perfectly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Hats off once again to um, I'd, I'd say in any uh, in any Toy Story movie, even the weaker Toy Story movies, the humor is really good. Yeah, and oh, yeah. once again we get some of the funniest scenes. The, the humor in this I'm gonna get into it in more detail uh, a little bit later, uh, but the humor is just so fantastic. Yeah, it is so 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 good, and um, it's it's interesting to me that they didn't lean on Forky for the comedy. There's lots and lots of comedic beats to mine, and yeah. they, it comes from everywhere. It comes from every angle. It's almost always unexpected, and it's <laughs> always delightful. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of the genuinely best comedies of the year, yeah. Toy Story Four. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just I was thinking about a scene that got me laughing. Um, <laughs> I I also want to talk about uh, in the in the non spoiler section of this. I want to talk about something that 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 kind of didn't bum me out, but I wish was a little bit different. Which was this was nearly one hundred percent Woody's movie. Yes, which is which is great. Like he is he's a really good character that we know and love, and there is a lot to explore and like this new chapter of no longer being Andy's toy and all of that. There's a ton to explore, uh, but I wanted a little more ensemble. I wanted yeah. I wanted a little more adventure from uh, from the other people, especially Buzz. Yes. He, I think he was underutilized a little bit. Buzz was a little underutilized. But, we'll talk about that a little more too. Yeah, but it was but but again, I'm saying this as kind of a spoiler-free critique of the movie. It a hundred percent go see this movie. Yes. It is worth seeing. Take your kids, take your grandma, take whoever, because anyone is going to grab a stranger off the street. Yes. Risk restraining orders. <laughs> um it's all worth it. I uh, yes, totally agreed. Don't be too disappointed if you were expecting more character stuff from Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good Buzz stuff. There's a lot, there's of a lot of good Buzz comedy. Real good Buzz Lightyear <laughs> comedy. Um, I, I read it. I read a lot of commentary before I went to see this movie about how this movie explored existential angst at surprising depth. And it did. Yeah. Uh, it was mm. um, very impressively sort of uh, ambitious in terms of exploring those mm. those questions uh, about what are we here for and why what's the yeah what's the purpose of purpose. like existing yeah. even not yeah. not like 
to a specific question, but just overall, the point of being alive um, is it's it's you know it's a it's a it's a real it's a real good question. I think by the end, I, I think this also this also is a movie that that bears um, repeat viewings, uh, which any good Toy Story movie should be able to be watched Absolutely. many times. And I've already seen this movie twice. Have you seen it twice? Yes. Um, I, I fully plan to, to go again before yeah. it's out of the theater. So my wife and I didn't see it together the first time. Uh, she saw it with some friends. I saw it with some friends. I saw it with you. And your your wife saw it <laughs> yeah. with my wife. Yeah, that's true. Our wives <laughs> saw it together, and then yes. we saw it together. Uh, and, uh, and then my wife and I went and saw it uh, for the second time for both of us together. And it is, it is really, it has so much to offer. It has so much to offer. Um, and the last thing I want, I want to specifically just shout for joy about is just the shockingly photorealistic animation oh. in this movie. Oh. It is such a feast. Like, like I, dust keep, on the blinds. They keep like it's blowing amazing. me away. Yeah. It's so, so gorgeous. Yeah. I, it's just, oh man, I could see it again and again just for that. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's this amazing story and yeah. this incredible voice cast. And anyway, so... I feel like I feel like we've probably sufficiently convinced anyone who hasn't seen it <laughs> to go see it. <laughs> to go see it. Okay, and now so it's probably appropriate so, spo- to, so spoiler from here on forward. To, so so it's appropri- so if you want to see it, turn yes. it off. Yeah. So if and you want to see back. this movie and you haven't seen it yet, and you don't want anything spoiled or everything spoiled, now is the time to stop listening. Okay. Sincerely, do- sincerely, like, now stop. is the time yeah. to stop listening. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a minute. I'm going to give you a few seconds to turn this episode off if you're, like, scrambling for, like, <laughs> your hands-free Bluetooth or whatever. I feel, I feel like someone just came and just, like, punched you in the face as you were talking. Like, <laughs> like you were just – you were going. You're like, we're going to give you a spoiler, and then it just stopped. <laughs> so our recording stopped. <laughs> So if there's a weird beat where there's some, like a second of silence and then we're talking and you do, and, and it sounds like there's an interruption in the episode, it's because there was. There was. There was an interruption <laughs> in the episode. The batteries died. Uh, they betrayed us. Um, anyway, now we're getting to the spoiler section. Yes. And we've given you plenty of time at this point to turn the episode off. Yeah. So here we go. Off so to the races. We're going to nerd out, right? Yes. And the first thing I have to talk about is... That first scene in the rain. Oh my gosh. I was, I wanted, I wanted to leave. <laughs> I felt so much stress for RC. <laughs> I wanted, I was, I I consciously thought, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want this. This is not what I came here for. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, so good. And then, and then it was a bait and switch. It was. <laughs> so you're sitting here thinking, oh, are they going to start off with a tragedy where RC gets lost and, and then that's it? And then, no, he gets <laughs> saved at the last minute. It's amazing. But in the same breath, the scene doesn't even pause. Bo Peep gets taken away. Yeah. It was something that I loved about like how it was constructed was it felt like the creators were like, Hey, we're just going to remind you of how far we've come. Okay. We're going to, we're going to show you the, the unsung hero of the first movie, you know, the car that got Woody and buzz back to where they needed to be. Yes. We're going to put him in like in the gutter, literally. 
and uh, and then once we save him, we're gonna remind you of the romance that started in the first movie as well. That never got paid off. That never got paid <laughs> off, and we're gonna and we're just gonna we're gonna rip it away from you. It was yeah. like we're gonna show you where you have been. Make you super bummed out and yeah. then cheer you up by the end after, of the movie. After Bo Peep literally saves his life. Yeah. yeah yes. And then, uh, yeah. 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 It's, it's so, it's so lovely. And so the main thing that I wanted to talk about uh, is the dialogue between Woody and Bo. Okay. So this is, I have to nerd out about this because this is the first thing. This is, this is, feels like a little bit more like, like later nerd critic episode critical conversation type stuff. It's all good. It's just I want to dig a little deeper. It's not just but for me this is nerding out. Like I this loved is, that yeah. scene of dialogue <laughs> so much because everything was said between the lines. So they it was such a good well-paced like hard-hitting emotional scene of dialogue between these two characters and not once did they say the exact thing that they were thinking. Not once. It was all between the lines. It was all um, very, uh, very felt, very thought photographed, as it were, which is what film should do. Um, and it established this scene more than any other in the very beginning of the movie. Well, because it was the very beginning of the movie, the scene establishes the quality of the writing so well that you can let go from that point on and get swept away because you're like, oh, I'm in the hands of masters. Like, I don't need to worry that there's going to be, like, a dead, clunky line of dialogue that ruins a joke. Or that there's going to be some false choice that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or that there's going to be some crappy character sort of, like, flub. It's not going to be that. It's going to be good. Because this this scene is so perfect and so beautiful that it's not possible that, like that bad writers could write this scene, you know? Yeah. It's so, so lovely. There, There is something about, there's like a, a certain level of effort that you have to put forward to try and like a bad movie with bad writing. Yes. Uh, and you're right. This, you, you don't feel that at all. And, no. and it's established incredibly early. Um, yes, I was heartbroken. I was surprised at how heartbroken I was at the end of that scene. And, well, and the and the middle. I don't know. I guess I I just really like RC. Bo Peep too, <laughs> but but there was I don't know. I I wasn't a giant like emotionally store like the storytelling part of me was incredibly happy at the end of the scene. Emotionally, I was not happy with it. I didn't want to be there. I didn't. I just I wanted to move on as quickly as possible. Um, let's talk about let's talk about a little bit what they chose to do with Woody. Okay. Okay. So, are you done nerding out then? Um, no. This is this is you. This is another. This nerd is out another thing. I have plenty to nerd out about. <laughs> um, but but uh, but this was Woody's. Uh, this was Woody's movie, and it was something that I want to bring attention to because I thought it was so good. Uh, the fact that they have they have Woody, they establish Woody is like the fir- the arc of the first movie is. Woody has a hard time not being the most important toy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they open this movie, right? There's there's the rain and everything. But then and nine the, years and, later, yeah. you see him in, and, and he is no longer he's, the he's, most important toy. He's not in charge. He's forgotten in the closet. He's forgotten in the closet. Uh, and he still, he's like better at it. He's like not as angry about it, but it still kind of bothers him. And, and he's still searching for that 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 he needs that purpose he needs that reason 
and uh, and so he sneaks in uh, to the to the backpack, and he has to go. He like he has to learn kind of the same lesson over again with Bonnie, but but the the mode the 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 subtext the purpose behind it has changed. Mm-hmm. This idea of new kid. New purpose, or is it the same purpose? New kid, it is. It you're not wanted, thus do you have a purpose? The whole, the whole, the whole thing, which was then echoed, uh, and I guess this is nerding out about the writing, but it's then <laughs> it's then echoed with the whole idea of lost toys, and like they play with the idea of status, right? They're like, I don't. Like a lost toy is like, oh, I don't need a kid. Who needs a kid? Why I get locked up in a room in a closet when I can have all of this and it's outside and it's a carnival and it's beautiful. Uh, but then there's this feeling of, I don't know if it's jealousy of uh, like Bo Peep misses uh, kind of dread. I don't know what it is, but there's there's an obvious lost toys want to have kids, but they don't want to admit that they want to have kids. Yeah. And the the and then the the toys that do have kids kind of have an elevated status, if you will. And it seems that this status is what gives you purpose. And it like. How complex is that <laughs> for a kid's movie? Because I was watching it and thinking, like, once I got to the status part of, like, oh, Woody, because he has a kid, is, one, like like a really blessed toy, right? He's, like, really lucky. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he has, a, like, a second kid, like, he was hand, handed down and not just thrown away, is an even bigger of a deal. And he doesn't know how lucky he is. Uh, but for some reason, that gives him purpose that the lost toys can't seem to find. And so I'm thinking in my head, it, do I attribute status in my life to purpose? Those with a higher status must have a better or bigger purpose. Or vice versa. And Those with a bigger purpose have a higher yes, status. Yes, yes. This is Toy Story 4, and that's what I'm thinking about? <laughs> that is amazing. That's really I, good, CJ. Yeah. I really like that a lot. Thank you. Um, I, I, uh, this, I'm... I don't want to change gears too um, uh, too dramatically, but I just gotta talk about the comedy more. Oh, let's <laughs> please more let's do in it. more detail. Um, this is so I don't know of another. I don't think any other animation outfit does physical comedy better than Pixar. It is so perfect, and it's always in the little things, like the way. So this is so specific, but the way the camera is set. When Woody climbs into the trash can to get material for Bonnie to use, right? Yeah. <laughs> when she's sitting at the desk and the, and the, the 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 kid comes along and he shoves the apple in his mouth and takes it away, and then and then when we finally get to the point where Woody is trying to fix it, the the whole sequence is really slapstick and funny, but like it's it's this this moment when the 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 camera's angled it's it's on the floor and angled up at the trash can just enough so that all you see is like. <laughs> Woody's feet as they scramble yeah. over, like, and it's so funny. It looks so funny, and it's just camera placement, and that all those choices. This is just like an example of like all these little choices. Um, this, the, it's Forky <laughs> waddling beside Woody to catch up on the asphalt <laughs> and can't, and then tripping and letting himself be dragged along <laughs> repeatedly yeah. in total silence. <laughs> That scene goes on for a while, it does. and it's really, really yeah. funny. Yeah. Um. And it's that, and then I think maybe the the I think that what both times I saw the movie in the theater, the the moment that got the biggest laugh 
was when Combat Carl got left hanging. 100% my is, favorite part. And this is why. <laughs> not to not to ruin the comedy for anybody by over-explaining it. But so in the first instance, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's really funny. So it's like, funny. oh, that's really funny. And you're <laughs> laughing. And then it happens again. Okay? But then he steps forward. <laughs> Hoping, like, just hoping, maybe, and the scene is just kind of going on without him, and it is so funny, and that is, it is in that one step forward that the the, the crowd truly erupts. Yeah. Like, that's that's the moment where you're just like, oh my gosh, it's it could not be funnier. Oh, it's so amazing. Those really, really minute, specific choices is what makes the comedy work so well, yeah. and that, I mean, that's there's that kind of thing all throughout. I there's, just it, it so it's, much. It's, ama- it's amazing how they, uh, kind of the different kinds and different levels of comedy. So just... <laughs> Just thinking about combat Carl just with his hand way. in the air, stepping forward again. <laughs> uh, it's great. Um, I love because something like that, right, is is a very small detail. It's obviously like it's obviously a very obvious like funny, we are trying to be funny yeah, moment, yeah. but it's in that tiny little detail of him inching forward, right? Yep. And then they have, uh, <laughs> and then they have stuff that, uh, that it's like a little, a little larger, yeah. right? A little, a little more obvious. Like, first of all, um, Duke Kaboom? Uh, uh, yeah, I think Duke, so. Is it Duke? I want to say it's yeah. Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. Oh um, my gosh. His whole, his whole character was just this giant joke that they could kind of go to over and over. Oh right? my gosh. Um, oh, P.S. Favorite, favorite, favorite voice uh, surprise, right? Keanu Reeves. He, he was he was the most, I see, oh, this is a, so I guess, great. pun intended, but he was the most animated I have ever heard him. Yeah. Um, like, he, like he got into it. Oh my Dude, gosh. kaboom. Uh, yeah, it was great. If you, if anyone was 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 wondering whether Keanu Reeves could pull off this kind of thing, wonder they no did longer, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's so good. He's yeah. so, good. so good. It's so just just deliciously good. <laughs> like from the first moment all the way to the very final moment, and the, <laughs> when he does it with his eyes closed, <laughs> he's like with his eyes closed, and they're and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. And then he's off. And his eyes are closed, and then he stands up at the end, and then his head smacks into the light, but it's it totally unfazed. Yeah. It's just so good. Uh, oh, the, my God. The other larger bit that I loved, that you, dude, you were cracking up so bad, uh, and might have been one of the few laughing in the theater, <laughs> but it was the inner voice. Oh my god. Of Buzz. Oh, my God. And just the, the whole <laughs> setup, and just... Oh, they go to it over and over. Yes. These, <laughs> look out, a meteor shower. And he just looks up. <laughs> what he? <laughs> well, thanks, inner voice. <laughs> just, uh, oh, I man. Think, I think the part that gets that gets me the absolute most is at the very end when he's like when he's when he keeps pressing his inner voice button <laughs> and he's like looking for the answer and the mother is like what is this wrong with this toy and she picks it up and he's still pressing it at one point he's getting put into the cabinet and he's like you forgot your backpack in the antique shop let's go <laughs> it's just like <laughs> 
It's so it's so funny. It's so funny. And it's amazing because it barely works. It barely works. Yeah, it does works. barely work. Like if you think if you and that's and that's it's like this is like risk taking comedy, right? Mm-hmm. It's so confident that it knows it can get away with this moment. And why? Because you've been there. Because you've been that parent that is trying to deal with a toy that won't shut up. I have a baby at home that has battery powered toys, and when you can't figure out how to make them shut up, you start to go crazy. You're not listening to what they're saying. You're trying to you're desperately trying to figure out how to make them turn off. At that moment, he could literally have said almost anything. And the mother would not have noticed. So it's perfect and, and love, it totally works. I love that the kid, it just like hits the kid yeah. in the face. Whoa. Oh, my backpack. <laughs> it 100% works. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that uh, moment is so brilliant. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, to pull it back to another subtle thing that, again, got you laughing so hard was, was the movement of the dummies. Oh, my gosh. Just the, <laughs> these ventriloquist oh dummies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> way they're just so creepy almost oh, zombie like so the thing that impresses me the most about those dummies is that they're really scary but they're really funny yeah like they're both they're way creepy like in legitimately like oh gosh yeah. get those away from me but also so funny um like the way these he swings around and waddles away <laughs> <laughs> with the sheep attached to his butt. It's so it's so funny. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh my gosh. And like when he's <laughs> near, near the very beginning when you're first introduced to Benson and you don't know there's more than one but there's just the one. By the way, the revelation that there's more than one of these things is one of the most chilling moments in the movie, <laughs> right? When she's like, "Oh no, you're not leaving." And then several more just kind of merge up, just, like, come up and they're all like surrounding him, they're just like kind of staring at him with their heads cocked. And like, <laughs> anyway, but like before they show up, and Benson is sort of sort of pawing at the back of Woody, like, trying to <laughs> trying to grab his voice box, and he's like, "What, what are you? Did you get off me?" <laughs> So funny. Yeah. It's so funny. And it I kid you not, funnier the second time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I mean not funnier, like like more more impressive the second time. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is still funny. Yeah. It's it's composed so well that like you're still laughing. It, I've se- I'd seen it literally like two days before, and I was still <laughs> laughing my head off. Uh okay, then one one more moment that uh that was way funnier to you than it was to me, but because you were laughing so hard, it got me laughing so hard. <laughs> and that was the variety of scenarios. Oh my god. The bunny and the duck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, would uh would uh, how they would get the key and it was the Okay, same honestly, scenario. that is the that that is another look, well, let me just say bold risky. bold yeah. risky comedic yeah. <laughs> choice to have <laughs> so and it's it is the power of threes. Like if you yeah. if you watch like any really really good, com- good comedy and if it does it elegantly, it's the third time that that kills you. <laughs> and the way that they wait, the way that they held it out, the wait for it moment for the third scenario <laughs> was so brilliant. It's the it's that thing where they're like, you know, the first plan is we'll jump on her face and tackle to the ground. And the second scenario is almost the exact same thing. We'll distract her with a baseball and, and then, then we'll, we'll jump, jump on, on her face. face. Yeah. And then the third scenario is. <laughs> You're expecting it around every corner. Yeah. She goes home. She's getting something out of the fridge. They, Takes they, a bath. They, yeah, they line up the shots each time yeah. to make you expect that they're gonna jump out from nowhere, <laughs> and then they and then they don't jump out. They rise up in the night. 
<laughs> and just then it staring cuts over the exterior her. shot, and the lights go on, and she screams, and then, and then and then it cuts right in the middle of the scream, and they're like, "What, what is that? <laughs> what are you talking about?" And anyway, it's just Ooh, perfect. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's comedically just so brilliant. Anyway, yeah. oh, my, my cheeks gosh. hurt. My cheeks hurt. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it's fantastic. Ugh. One more thing. Uh, I have to just, it just this is a total geek nerd out moment for me. I would, I was just like giddy, giddy inside, right? Uh, when they open up, when Bo Peep opens up the the secret door to the to the uh, the hidden toy club in the antique shop. Oh yeah, so awesome! Yeah, I was like, I want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be like opening up every little door in any antique shop I yeah. see and like looking to see if there's any toys like hiding <laughs> back there. That was so cool. Yeah. Oh man, and it's like it was very like casually dropped in. Like it didn't seem to matter that much. It was just like, oh, this is where we're going next, and it's just and it was. But it added so much to the world. So much to the world. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Like, world building, man. Um. Yeah. I. I loved so that that's a good segue into uh, Bo Peep. Okay. So something that I thought about was like because obviously I, I would think obviously like the the progression of Bo Peep in 2019 as this like kind of hardcore adventurer. It I assume that that's not an accident and and it's it's really if you look at the if you look at Toy Story as a whole. And the progression, it was like, it was like Toy Story 2 comes and they introduce Jesse mm -hmm. as like this tomboy and there's like some progression there. Mm -hmm. And then you jump to the fourth one and it's a, it's another level of like, you know, uh, of progression in showing like that women can be hard and they can be anything and they can be strong and they can, and they can, uh, you know, if they're, they're broken, they can be fixed. Like there's just a lot there that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I really enjoyed where, where they went with the character and what they did with her. Um, like, like I'm excited to show my future daughter this movie and I want her to look at Bo Peep and be like, I want to be like that. Yeah. I want her to want like a, like a cane thing, a staff. Um, yeah. I want her to dress up and put a bandage around her arm. Like I want her to be Bo Peep, which is, yeah. I thought was really cool. I agree. And I love, <clears throat> I love, I, I, I found myself kind of questioning every once in a while, the decision to make this, the decision to dramatically alter her character mm. <laughs> um, from one who was in the other two movies, like barely even visible, like very kind of like a very, very background character to one uh, and, and a background character who was defined as someone who kind of just stood with her staff and like, you know, had these like pet sheep and then yeah. that was it. There yeah. was nothing. There was nothing. And um and to essentially build a character kind of ex nihilo. Like there was nothing to build with. Yeah. So now we have this fully realized, three dimensional, substantial complex character who is an action hero. Yeah. Yeah. Like a legitimate action hero. And it feels a little out of nowhere, but at the same time, I'm like, well, what were they? What else were they going to do? Yeah, like they didn't have anything to work off of, yeah. so they could do literally whatever they wanted. And to that end, I really like the idea of an action hero. Yeah. I, we actually don't have an action hero in Toy Story. Like Woody is, <clears throat> Woody is a scrappy survivor. Mm -hmm. He just kind of flails around until he gets the job literally. done. Right? <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. That's why we love him. He's like the Bruce Willis of the Toy Story movies. Right? He just flails around. Um, not Bruce Willis, the better, better Harrison Ford. He's the Harrison sure. Ford. Yeah, right? totally. He's just going to like t 
be, he was just going to be tougher than his circumstance. He's just going to, he's going to, you're going to, he's not going to stay down. Yeah. Like that's the thing about Woody. He never stays down. He'll get knocked down every single beat in the movie, but he doesn't ever stay down. And so we've got that kind of a character, the the literal ragdoll. And then we've got Buzz Lightyear, who's kind of an absurd parody of an action hero. Yeah. He's not an, He's he's kind of an action hero, but he's more of a, he's more of a parody of an action hero. Yeah, they also dumb him down a lot. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But and it's it's kind of starts in Toy Story two, and then and and then progresses in Toy Story three, where Toy Story three he's very much like comic relief. Yeah, like, comic relief, comic relief. Comic I mean, they relief. literally turn his brain off in yeah. Toy Story three. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah sad. Yeah. Uh, and in Toy Story four, uh, he's again mostly played for comic relief. There's there's definitely like a bit of a. He he sort of owns a piece of Woody's heart, yeah. so like there's a little bit of that sort of utility there for him as a character, and you get the sense that he's a little bit sort of the action hero thing. But again, his movements it's mostly played for comedy. Bo Peep is like Bo, I should say, because she's not Bo Peep anymore. She's just Bo. She is like a like died in the wool action hero. Yeah, not no pun intended. <laughs> um, she is she is she is. Every inch, every millimeter, <laughs> the action hero. Yeah. She, like, every, all of her movements are sure and confident and uh, and true. She's, like, her staff is always perfectly positioned for uh-huh. the next move. Like, she seems trained and expert she, in every single thing she does. She goes up to, to like, literally fight Gabby Gabby. Like, yeah. her positioning, her, yeah. her body language when she's fighting, fighting. When she, And when she's yeah. fighting the dummies, yeah. it's like there's this... She is an action hero yeah. in a way that none of the other characters in all of the Toy Story sort of world or lore have been action heroes. Yeah. She is an actual 100% action hero, which it, is really cool. And, and, and I think it was a bold choice, and I think it was a really good choice because they um, – to to go back to kind of what I said in the, in the progression, like Bo Peep, f- like feminine woman mm-hmm. – Made out of potentially the most fragile porcelain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's a porcelain doll. Yeah. Um, and then for them to just kind of flip that on its head. Yeah. And change porcelain, like although still a fragile material, they didn't change like the physics of that. Like her arm is broken. Yep. Um, the the sheep loses a leg because it's easily broken. Uh, but she kind of fights through it, kind of thing, and yep. she she's learned to. Uh, be the best version of herself that she can be. Yeah. Uh, and I love I love that. It's I really, love really that cool. choice. It was really, really, really a good choice. Agreed. Because I would agree. I would think that like I would think that the natural place to go would be these stuffed animals. Make them the action hero because they're kind of invincible. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you even when um there's at one point that they're all trying to like get off a shelf or something and you, they all have to kind of go slowly and you hear dink dink you right and they all the, all of them get down and then the the bunny and the duck just and they just kind of <laughs> fall but they just they're they're stuffed animals. They just kind of bounce back up and go. Like you could make you could do a stuffed animal as a as like the cute action hero, but that would be Kind of tropey. It would be DreamWorks. Uh, it would, uh, <laughs> sure, or Illumination. <laughs> yeah, um, let's say Illumination. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, but they they didn't go there. They 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 did the daring and, and bold choice that I really I think it's a really good well. observation that that Bo is made out of porcelain and yet she is the toughest character in the yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, we we need to talk just for a second about Giggle McDimples because as much. As I loved the introduction of Giggle McDimples, who you don't even remember who that is right now. You don't even remember her, do you? Giggle McDimples. Uh-huh. Her 
It's because her character presence was oh, I think, the as small little, as little, her little actual one. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I can barely remember any of her lines. Um, I like that she sort of functioned as the functional as the as the inner voice of Bo, like the angel oh, on your shoulder yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I wish that maybe more had been done. I may I think maybe it was too many too many layers. Like there were so many mm-hmm. other characters, or so many other voices, or so many other things that like her lines often felt tacked on. It was unfortunate yeah. because I really liked the introduction. I, re- I mean, I was I was obsessed with those you, kind of toys when yeah, I was a kid. You were giddy when she popped oh up. Oh my gosh. I yeah. was like, yes! <laughs> this is the coolest! Um, I freaking love tiny chokeable toys. Um, they're my favorite. Uh, and I hope my son survives all the, the toys that I will buy for him that he could choke on. Um, because that is the coolest toy. But as a character, I was like, I don't, I don't really know what she's here for. Yeah. She she didn't really do anything. Yeah, she needed, And that was unfortunate. They needed to they needed to steer into that vo- the the angel on the shoulder. A yeah, if they had done if it had been a little bit more of if there had been a little bit more of that and a little bit more of maybe an acknowledgement of it as Bo Peep kind of interacted with her in that capacity, I think it could have been paid off really really well in a couple of ways, but instead it felt kind of like a missed opportunity and kind of like or something that was just sort of plain unnecessary. Yeah. Like if you had taken her completely out, then I would have missed that really awesome moment where she was introduced. Sure. But that's it. Well, there's also a level, I think kind of the purpose, especially uh, when she's first introduced, kind of the purpose of her character was to give the exposition of where Bo has been. Yes. Uh, and yes. so they, they would have needed to find a way to do that, uh, whether it was like, but Another I mean, character they, that comes they, in it was mostly accomplished in her conversation with Woody because Woody didn't know either. So it wasn't that we needed an, another character to have the explanation, you know? Yeah. So, I, but but it gave me it gave me a sense of like of of Bo having kind of a best friend and the 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 fact that like hey you remember that you remember that rag doll I told you about this is him and and like it kind of gave context to the relationship and ha- and the status of the relationship between Bo and Woody at that moment right then and there. Uh, so I, I feel like the purpose of that character was was needed, uh, but but it was underutilized. I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I can, yeah, I, I agree with, I would agree with that statement. Um, so <clears throat> I'm also, this is just a couple of things. I, I wonder, so <laughs> how satisfied do we feel with Woody and Buzz's farewell? Um... I felt so. That was kind of my main criticism. I felt that uh, I felt kind of detached from Buzz mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, the inner voice thing was really funny. Him going, but like uh, he didn't have anybody to play off of. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know his purpose. It was to go get Woody, bring him back. Uh, but but I never thought. I never even dreamed. Never even crossed my mind that he was going to ever accomplish that. <laughs> yeah, um, there wasn't really any stakes that said he might be successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then in the and then in the third movie, his brain is turned off. In the second movie, he's dealing with himself literally. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know how I feel about Buzz in general, let alone Buzz and Woody in their relationship. 
It's a little, it's a little, it's a little bit of a weird. I think they're going for bro- like a bromance, like a tight. Friends. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, but the I, whole point of the first it. movie is to tie Woody and Buzz together as like best friends. But I feel way more attachment to uh, Jesse and Woody than I do Buzz and Woody. Yeah, or and or freaking even Bullseye and Woody. Right. Like Buzz, it just there's something missing there for me. I love Buzz like as a character and like growing up. Um, I had, I had the, I literally had buzz. Um, but I, but, but the the relationship between the two of them seems a little murky to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was fine with it. I, it, it could have been emotional if they played into it a little bit more. Uh, but I, but I almost would have given like. Like, I would have had the farewell be kind of Jesse and Bullseye saying goodbye, and then the rest of the crew, like, crowding him like they did, and then Buzz kind of hanging back, and then slowly saying, like, hey, you know, giving his blessing. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know what that, I don't know what that weight looks like or or what the dialogue is there, but it feels like there should have been something. Something he could say that would kind of, like, bring home the conclusion of this relationship yeah. and we get the to infinity and beyond thing. Um, yeah. Which was, which was really lovely. Um, but yeah, I, I did, I think, yeah, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted one more. Thing. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, don't, I don't really know what it is. Yeah, no, I can't really sure. articulate it. it. It seems like it, it probably would have had to have been set up better earlier Yeah, for there to be something. Yeah. I think that there was sort of a string that of of their relationship that was kind of missing from this movie and I, I i would have really loved i feel like you know those two characters were somewhat owed that yeah string yeah um, and it wasn't really woven into the yeah. story the the dialogue between mm. i think it was jesse asking woody why but why because I need to get Forky. But why? And they went back and forth. Yeah. And then Woody eventually like, because it's the only thing left I have to do. Yeah. It, make that buzz. Yeah. Uh, and then have buzz have some like advice or an insight for yeah. the audience. That could have been the setup maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Was, but you're right. Tough because, because in this movie, Bo is essentially, Bo and Buzz would essentially be competing for the character that mm. is, you know, they're 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 competing for. But that's great. Well, yeah, it is. What I mean is, no. What I mean is, they're competing emotionally, um, in terms of who we care about more as an oh, audience. Yeah. Okay. In terms of a foil for or a uh, the the uh, conflicting conscience of Woody, right? So Bo wants Woody, um, and she wants him to be done with what he's doing, so that they can be together. Yeah. And um. And Buzz, we're not sure what he wants other than to be helpful. And so there's not really something for Buzz to do that would make us care what he has to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I Yeah, I agree. So I think that's like the – so that's 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 difficult. That's difficult. And I, 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 I almost think um, as much as I loved the comedy of Buzz's character in this movie, I almost feel like his – his character was sort of written in after the story was written. Yeah, that's it. I doesn't agree. it doesn't Agreed. feel like he was integral to the story, unfortunately. Um, so anyway, the, the, it's it, it's a it's a minor complaint, but also it's like we have a we have a, a wealth of goodness in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. All these amazing, wonderful things, 
And so it seems a little bit uh, <laughs> ungrateful to be asking yeah. for one more thing. But, <laughs> sure. you know, uh, based on what this franchise is and what that relationship is, and if you were telling us that that relationship is concluding, that seems important. Yeah. And so rather than getting like a really solid, satisfying conclusion to Bodie and Buzz's relationship, what we're instead given is an introduction of a relation or a reminder of a relationship that barely existed in earlier movies between Bo and Woody that is ramped up and made the central focus of this movie and then paid off beautifully. Yeah. Um, and then that's what we get. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm curious what you think uh, the the future is for Toy Story and specifically, like, do they focus on Woody? Do they focus on Buzz? I assume they'll make more. Um, yeah, no, I actually don't know if I don't know when they'll make more, if they'll make more. I, I think there, there probably will be another one, but I don't know when and I'm not 100 percent sure about it. Yeah, um, it's really it's really it's really tough to say. I before we kind of like leave off the conversation, though, of this movie, there is one thing I wanted to mention as far as like things that are. Or well, there's a few there's a few more notes that I had, but um, that I felt really <laughs> like I really wanted to talk about. One was Gabby Gabby, the reason that she was such a good villain. Oh yeah, the let's, reason that let's she was such a good villain, um, because she is a deeply frightening character, intimidating, creepy, chillingly frightening character. Large, literally. Uh, yeah, like a big doll mm-hmm. who is naturally creepy um or just on this side of creepy right yeah that like, that doll at every antique shop that's creepy yes yeah that, yeah so done um and her motivations the way she speaks christina Hendricks, by the way such a good voice cast yeah. oh my gosh so good so good anyway the way she treats forky it's like you think oh she's she's seems really sweet but also uh, I don't know what she wants. You know, yeah. there's the, she's she's deeply unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> and then she becomes deeply sympathetic to the point that the biggest, I think, probably the greatest emotional arc of in this movie is hers, from being rejected by Harmony, the little girl she who she was hoping to have as her kid, and then subsequently accepted by the lost girl in the circus. It was so transcendent. And so lovely in this sequence of scenes where we get to see her win ultimately over over Woody. Not necessarily with force, although the force was sort of overwhelming because it was just Woody and then it was four of those Benson dummies and then Gabby Gabby just standing there. But in Gabby Gabby saying, I've already beaten you physically. I need you to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. And it's it's so powerful and like disturbing but also like you get it and then at the end you're like well how could you argue with her there's literally nothing no, to argue about yeah not only that but but the fact that what what he has to give up yeah what he has to it, but it's not, not it's not like it, it's not like integral to like he can still be played with kind of thing yeah. i don't know but it but it's but it is kind of really symbolic and creepy that it's like his voice yeah yeah it's the way that you quote unquote communicate with your kid yeah um and so it's the thing the tangible thing that creates more of this link between a toy and the child is being taken away from him to give to this other toy who is the villain. Yeah. She is the villain. Yeah. But uh, you understand the villain so much that you can no longer totally see her as villainous. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and <clears throat> her, uh, the fact that she, so a le- in a lesser movie, she would have gotten what she wanted. Yeah. Right? 
because once I, I think uh, once again in a, in lesser hands, that moment would have been enough to convince us that she was right all along. It was good. You mean for the Woody. moment of uh, of the first little girl taking her? Yes, got it. So, in lesser hands, she would have talked to Woody, convinced him, and then that would have been the big turning point. And then we would have seen her this lovely moment of her being accepted and loved by this little girl that she always wanted. And we've been like, oh, isn't that a wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, thing? But no, she was rejected. And it was so devastating. Hard, and there was yeah. one, was and it was the worst rejection, right? Yeah. It was thoughtless. It was like, I don't care about you at all. Yeah. Like, at all. I'm literally done thinking about you forever, right? The worst mm-hmm. possible rejection you can imagine. She's been obsessing over this girl forever. And so... So that happens, and the reason that happens, not only is it really good storytelling, because the worst possible thing needs to happen to all of your main characters, right? Not only is it great storytelling, but it redeems that character profoundly, because we got to see her fail in the, in the most extreme way possible. Yeah. So that when later, when she's offered re- like uh, another chance at happiness, we're okay with her getting it. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah. Well, she's because she's been broken in the way that she needed to be broken because she was villainous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I love the role that Woody played in all of that. This idea that, uh, you know, what he wants at the beginning of the movie. It's like the, the hero's journey, right? He, he, want, he wants something and then he kind of enters this, this new world where he finds a way to get it and then he goes after it and then he enters either, you know, goes back to where he was with the thing that he wanted or he's changed in some way. And so at the beginning of the movie, the thing that he wants is to mean something to a kid, mm-hmm. right? Which then when you meet Gabby Gabby is the exact same thing that she wants. Mm-hmm. And the the desire, the thing that Gabby Gabby thinks can bridge that gap is this voice box that Woody has that has been the way, de- at least with, with uh, Andy, that, that was kind of a defining feature of him as a toy, uh, the way he communicates, he communicated with Andy. And it's kind of this choice that Woody has to make when Gabby Gabby is like, you have the thing that I need. And it's sympathetic to Woody and the audience because we want what Woody wants, right? And so Woody's like, no, I I want to mean something to a kid. Gabby Gabby then comes to Woody and says, "I, I want to mean something to a kid. And it's like, oh, well, of course. That's what we've been trained this entire movie is really important. And so Woody gives it over. Then Gabby Gabby doesn't end up getting what she wants. She doesn't mean anything to the kid. And so Woody then, like, because he sees it and feels it and because it's what he wanted, he knows the feeling that Gabby Gabby is feeling. He has the the perfect empathy at that point. Yes, where we started with him in the closet is where Gabby Gabby was plus some yeah. right kind of dialed to 11 yeah. in that little box and so he it's he can't leave it would yeah. be against his character's nature to leave gabby gabby yeah, in that moment absolutely so he goes back he then like says come with us i want to be loved by bonnie you can be loved by bonnie too there's a bunch of kids out there let's go so we yeah. go and then then what he sees this opportunity and it it just all wraps up so perfectly he gave up the way to communicate to the kids. He gave up his voice 
for Gabby Gabby, who then gets what she was looking for, and Woody then realizes, maybe that's not what I want right now. Maybe I've, that's what I need, not what I need. Not what I need. Or, and maybe not, that's not what Bonnie needs. Yes. And, and it, 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 the, the, the best payoff here, uh, intellectually, morally, is that Bo and Woody uh, ultimately decide that the purpose of their lives is to give that to other toys rather than mm. to keep it for themselves or mm. to try to get it for themselves. And so it's not just about, like, being loved. It's about making sure that other people oh, feel loved. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It which is. which Woody, at the beginning of the movie, could not accept. Yeah. Because he busts out of the, he get, goes in the backpack. He gets yeah. in the backpack. He then, he he illustrated, I have to be the one to make her happy. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, his purpose has changed. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so, oh, it's so good. And in the form of Forky, he has sort of incarnated his love for Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he literally gave her the materials to create her own yeah. toy. Ugh. And then kept Forky alive. <laughs> with the Sisyphean task yeah. of keeping Forky alive <laughs> yeah. until the very end of the movie so that yeah. Forky could be basically Woody's replacement to some degree. Yeah. And not really Woody's replacement because technically she actually liked Forky way better than she liked Woody. Um, but, so, but Woody's replacement but, with Andy. Yeah, yeah. There's, there, there is, there but is it's, but it's, there. it's passed off. So Woody is no longer... No, Woody no longer belongs to anybody. Yeah. And and he and he's he's like he makes peace with that by the end. Yeah. Which is really lovely. I know there's more to talk about, but oh, there's always I, more to talk about. I think about. that this was this was a a good dissection of Toy Story four and what makes it so great. I I agree, and I'll be watching it again. I actually watched uh, Toy Stories one and two um, over the weekend before watching Toy Story four again for the second time. Um, Toy Story 4 for the second time on Monday because I just really wanted to get back into the world. And yeah. I didn't have time to watch Toy Story 3, but I'll probably go back and watch that one again too. It's yeah. just, I mean, it's, it's they're, they're so, they're so lovely. <laughs> they're so beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. So <sighs> what's to come next? Uh, we don't know. Maybe a Toy Story 5 in Maybe. nine years. Who knows? Yeah. And Who if knows? it, you know, if they keep making them, hopefully they keep being as awesome. But, you know, whatever happens, we have four amazing uh, movies. Amazing movies. Which, which is better than any other franchise. Better than any other franchise. Yeah. Really. I mean, there are other great trilogies. There are other. But, but four? But four, no. I don't, I don't think any. Indiana Jones? No. Nope. Star Wars? No. Nope. No. I mean, here's the thing. Even if you get, even if you can pull four great movies out of uh, an overall franchise, you can't pour, pull four in a row yeah. or four out of four. Yeah. Four out of four. Yeah. There's only four. They're <laughs> and all they're amazing. all great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. Anyway, <sighs> next week we are talking all about Danny Boyle. Kind On of. Monday, we'll be doing an off-the-shelf episode about Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. Which was directed by Danny Boyle. Yes. And then on Friday, we're going to be talking about yesterday, not. Which the, will which not the, the day before today, but yeah. but the movie yesterday. <laughs> yes, the movie yesterday. Uh, which that entire episode is going to be spoiler free. Uh, well, maybe the majority of that episode. We may we may do a similar thing where we where we, but we'll let you know if there's I, yeah. spoilers. I mean, I, there. I don't think a ton of people are going to have seen that. We'll see. We'll see we'll what see. happens. I I'll probably. I I think we haven't talked about this. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. CJ <laughs> and I haven't agreed about this, but I think that because we're going to be 
training ourselves to do spoiler-free bits in the beginning of each episode that we will probably do, do some spoilery do stuff. Do spoiler-free and spoilers for every episode. Yes. Got it. All right. Yeah. All right. Yep. Then so, I take but, back my previous statement. But you can listen to the first part you of can. every episode. You can. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so... We hope that you'll be back to listen to all of those wonderful things. And also, if you haven't seen Slumdog Millionaire, go watch it. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say anything else right now, but go watch it so that when we talk about it next week, you are uh, just there and Prime and ready to go. Yeah, super enthusiastic with us. Uh, And if you have any specific movies that you want us to talk about or you have any questions or comments or anything. We are everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, I mean, Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, email, websites, all over the place. Uh, There's no excuse. Yes. And if you're not on that weekly email list yet. Get on it. Yeah. Get on it. I remembered this time. Thank you. Get on it. Um, yeah. And uh, also thank you, Michael Bonmiller. For the wonderful music. Yeah. Always. Leading us out. Yeah. Right out. Right now. Right as we're remembering to love movies like a nerd and respect them like a critic. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>